This is Tony Flip from Chicago, and this WBEZ podcast is made possible with the support of listeners like me. Send WBEZ some love by making a donation online at wbez.org. And thanks. Who's the what is going to be? When? Where, where do I? Why is it called? How many? Who the most? How many people? I was wondering. When are we going to get our? What? You're listening to the Curious City Podcast from WBEZ Chicago. You ask the questions, we answer them together. Hello, I'm Jennifer Brandel, creator slash senior producer of Curious City, and I welcome you to this, the first episode of our new season of podcasts. If you've been waiting for a few months, well, glad to get reacquainted. And if you're new to our stuff, you can find our first season of podcasts on iTunes. This podcast is just one of many ways we answer your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. You can find all of our goodies at wbez.org slash Curious City. Okay. So what do we have for you this season? We'll be delivering stories about an old asylum, nuclear radiation, life as a panhandler, the tunnels underneath the city, and the collective memories of a shuttered amusement park. Just to name a few. We're starting off, though, with a lesson, an entertaining lesson in civics, unraveling the mystery of what it means to be a Chicago alderman. The job description for aldermen is kind of fuzzy. I mean, yes, they pass laws. But then sometimes they're busy getting their constituents new garbage cans. And they'll be on TV talking about high-minded topics like immigration or health regulations. But an hour later, they're pulling off crazy antics in the city council chambers. This got Andrea Lee wondering this question. What are Chicago aldermen actually responsible for? I want a little bit more of a window into that black box of aldermanic duties. WBEZ's Alex Keefe talked to aldermen and found some aren't completely satisfied with their job descriptions. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. The meeting will come to order. So what we're listening to uh, is a surreal moment in the city council to, chambers. Uh, this is a hearing that took place last uh, month. All right, now I understand we have an amended substitute. A legislative uh, hearing on Mayor Rahm Emanuel's uh, proposed changes to the city's unpopular and, uh, parking meter privatization. And about an hour into this legislative hearing, the chairman calls on this old-time north side alderman. Alderman Mel. This is Alderman Dick Mel, a self-described dinosaur in the city council. He's been for 38 years. Uh, first of all, and here is the surreal part. Mel stands up before members of Chicago's legislative branch and he excoriates them for asking too many questions about this parking deal, essentially for acting too much like legislators. Because if anybody thinks that a legislative vote is going to cost you the election, you're going to lose your election. What's going to get you elected is when your guy comes in and says his next-door neighbor's throwing dog poop in his yard and you go over and solve it. That's what gets you elected, I believe. So I figure Mel might have something to say about Andrea's question. But when I start to ask him afterward, he just tells me to grab Testing. my recorder Testing. and follow him. We're going to my office and I want to show you something. We walk down a long hallway through some double doors and when we get to his office, he picks up this letter that's on his desk and he just starts reading. He says, Dear Alderman, I want to thank you for the help you gave me when I came to see you in your city hall office on May 8th when the city was about to cut down a maple tree on my parkway because of a water leak. 
It's a letter from a woman in his ward who was trying to save this maple tree. The woman was snubbed by the city, but then she calls her alderman, Alderman Mel, and he calls up the head of the water department, and boom, he saves the maple tree. Hence the thank you letter. That you took the time out of your busy schedule to listen to my problem. You're a great, well, forgot about the great alderman. Well, no, nice no, guy. you got to read that last part. You are a great alderman and a, and a really nice guy, okay? And Mel says the point of all of this, of his floor speech, of reading this letter out loud, is that what makes a great alderman isn't great legislating, but helping regular Chicagoans solve their regular problems. And if anybody thinks an alderman is getting paid to be a legislator, then we should pay the city back the money that we're getting paid. In fact, aldermen do have legislative responsibilities that are written in state law. But to fully answer Andrea's question about aldermanic power, you have to look to history and tradition, the stuff that's not written down, that makes Chicago's system of city government unique. I often liken the city of Chicago to a feudal system. Alderman Joe Moore has been in the city council for more than two decades. And Chicago's democracy, as he describes it, sounds undemocratic. The mayor is sort of the de facto king, and each alderman is the lord, or I guess lady, for female alderman, of their individual fiefdoms. But here are aldermen's legislative duties. They have to pass budgets, they approve mayoral appointments, they redraw political boundaries after the census. In fact, nearly 29,000 measures have been introduced to the city council since Mayor Rahm Emanuel took office two years ago. So what are aldermen voting on? Uh, Well, we have a loading, standing, and tow zone. Uh, We have a senior citizen sewer refund. Moore is reading from Uh, some of his most recent proposals, uh, and as you could tell, they are not uh, sexy. No privatization deals, no Uh, tax increases. uh, And then we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, handicapped parking permits. But these mundane ordinances that require city council approval, they make up at least 93% of the legislation that enters the council. The second big aldermanic power Moore points to is zoning. Basically, deciding how buildings and property in the city are used. And in Chicago, aldermen have an extraordinary authority here, known as aldermanic privilege, that basically gives them de facto veto power over building projects in their wards. But when they're not busy with this kind of legislation, Moore says aldermen spend time on what he calls simply ward issues. One day, uh, a young woman came to my office seeking assistance with uh, uh, reading her home pregnancy test kit. Moore says this was one of the weirder constituent service requests he's ever received, but then he makes it even weirder. I assigned one of my uh, female staff assistants to uh, help her conduct the test. So so you had the staffer help her do the... Peeing on a stick is what we're talking about, right? Well, um, I'll let... It's what makes Chicago's system of government unique. But not everybody in city council likes this dependence on aldermen. Who would have ever thought as as aldermen that I would be thinking about pigeon poop? This is freshman Northside alderman James Kappelman. And the pigeon poop? It became Kappelman's problem when it weighed down the roof of a vacant building in his ward. Now, Kappelman says it is his job to help constituents by growing small businesses or pointing out problems to the police. But he says Chicago's culture of going to your alderman for, well, everything is not efficient. We've just taught residents that the way to get a problem addressed is to go to their alderman. That needs to change. That's the broken system. 
But the system was designed with this kind of stuff in mind, says Dick Simpson, a political scientist at the University of Illinois at Chicago and himself a former alderman. Well, the big problem with um, aldermen in the city of Chicago is they don't uh, legislate very well. Simpson says aldermen simply don't have the staff to vet complicated legislation, like the original parking meter privatization deal. Most aldermen don't really pay attention to the laws. They'll look at whatever comes across their desk, ask what the mayor wants, and vote yes. Simpson says it all gets back to that idea of Chicago feudalism, that during the heyday of political patronage, aldermen let the mayor set the citywide agenda, and in turn, they doled out favors in the wards in hopes of pulling in votes on election day. So now, Simpson says Chicagoans depend upon aldermen. Yes, they can uh, call or uh, uh, email their complaint into 311, and somebody in the city will take a note. But they may not be able to figure out the maple tree problem. That may be uh, beyond them. And that's how Andrea Lee's question about Chicago aldermanic authority can lead us to a quiet north side neighborhood on a bright Saturday morning. I watch the squirrels chase up and down all day, and, and they come to that little tree right there. This is Janice Abelman, the woman who wrote the thank you letter from the beginning of our story, the woman who now talks to me in the front yard of her bungalow in the cool shade of her maple tree, all thanks to Alderman Dick Mel. It ain't much, but, you know... It's, it's all I got, and I, I didn't want to lose it. I don't want to lose any part of it. As for the question of whether aldermen should be legislators or tree huggers? I would have said they should do both. I mean, they are the city council. They do make ordinances, and they do run things here, and, and they should. But I think there should also be the guys we go to. Abelman says when it comes to her little maple tree, she didn't expect city government to work the way it did but she says it worked exactly how it was supposed to. Alex Keefe, WBEZ. You've seen the hit comedy TV show, The Office, right? Well, get ready for The Aldermen. There are obviously social questions raised to that. That's what she said. Head on over to wbez.org slash to spend a day in an alderman's office and see what does and does not happen. That video also stars the hilarious and blunt Andrea Lee, who asked the question that inspired this story. Check it out. And on a news note, so Alex's story originally aired in June, and in July, Alderman Dick Mel, who you heard at the beginning, retired after 38 years in office. His daughter, former Illinois State Rep Deb Mel, has been appointed to fill his seat. Thanks for listening to the Curious City podcast. We'd love it if you let your constituents know about our new season. There are so many ways to do it. You can go door to door, robocall, post on Facebook, tweet, or even shout it from a soapbox on a corner. Thanks so much for spreading the word. Curious City is produced by WBEZ Chicago Public Media, Ziga, and AIR, the Association of Independence in Radio. Our senior producer is Jennifer Brandel. Sean Ali edits the series, and Logan Jaffe is our multimedia producer. The Curious City podcast is produced with production help from Sarah Liu, Mickey Capper, and editing oversight by Robin Amer. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at WBEZ Curious City. Lead financial support for Curious City comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. 
More information is available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.